Welcome back to your therapy tools, rock stars. This episode is DBT4. So, quick review of personal Bill of Rights. With those rights come responsibilities. So it's important to remember those. You have the right to ask for what you want. So do other people. They, you, you have the responsibility of listening to other people's wants and needs too. The right to say no to requests or demands you can't meet. You have the responsibility of accepting the word no when others can't meet your needs or demands. You have the right to change your mind. And you have the responsibility to accept it when others change their mind. So you get the idea. If you go down the list of the rights that you have, you also have the responsibility to respect that right in other people. And with that said, let's look at the chain analysis of behavior. So you have your vulnerability factor. Draw a little chain link on your paper. The first one is the vulnerability factor. The second one is the prompting event. So it's whatever's happening while you're in a vulnerable state. And this will create behavior and then consequences. In between behavior and prompting event, you have a choice. You can utilize DBT tools and change the outcome of the behavior and the consequences. Or you cannot use the DBT tools and have the same outcomes and the same old behaviors that are not working for you. So for this episode, the acronym is IMPROVE. Improve the moment. The skills in the acronym improve make life better when it is at its hardest. So when you're feeling like you're in crisis, you always have a choice between sinking into stress or inventing behaviors that might improve how you feel in spite of everything. Especially during the tough times. Strive to improve the moment. And this is the DBT deck of cards for clients and therapists. And if you would like a link to get your own set, you can email me at elizabethlmft at outlook.com or you can contact me through my website at www.elizabethlmft.org. Okay, the I in improve stands for imagery. Imagery is powerful. Imagine yourself on the beach and your blood pressure will drop and your muscles will relax simply because your mind has convinced your body that you are there. I don't know how many of you are on TikTok. I just started uh, posting videos on TikTok and it's titled Your Therapy Tools, just like the podcast. And um, I saw a TikTok that literally will blow your mind if you try this, okay? I tried it, and I was really shocked. Our brain is so amazing. 
our imagery is so incredible. If you hold your head up and stick out your tongue right now and imagine you're holding a salt shaker and you're shaking salt onto your tongue, you will taste salt. Go ahead and try it. It's pretty incredible. Okay, so download an, an imagery app or buy recorded guided imagery or create a relaxing place or a scene in your mind. Practice your imagery and enjoy the results. Alternatively, imagine yourself doing well or practicing your skills in your mind. So, as you already know, I have a lot of episodes on here. Guided meditations, hypnosis, um, different things that you could use. You could also find those on YouTube for free. You don't have to buy anything. You could do all this for, for free. Okay, the M in improve stands for meaning. Victor Frankie, a founder of existential therapy, once said, if there is a why, then a person can figure out the how. List and contemplate your whys for working on any issue in your life. Why stay safe? Why practice your skills plan? Why work on self-care? Meaning motivates. Your whys will motivate your action. So jot those things down in your journal. Why stay safe? Why practice these skills? <coughs> why bother with self-care? Why, why, why? It motivates you. Improve. The P stands for prayer. Prayer motivates. Sorry. Prayer provides connection, peace, guidance, and a ritual that calms you down. Say a prayer or go to your place of worship or connectedness. This skill can serve you anytime, any place. So plug into your spirituality and take a moment to say a prayer or to meditate or just connect with your higher power. <clears throat> the R in improve stands for relaxation. Relaxation is a human need. What do you do to relax and what do you think is relaxing? Plan to engage in some of those relaxation behaviors every day. Remembering that learning to relax takes practice. Take some time now to be mindful of your breathing, to tense and release all the major muscle groups, or to simply just sit in a quiet place. Relax. The O in improve stands for one thing or one moment at a time. Do only one thing in this moment. When we open up too many applications or do too many activities, we slow down or crash just like our electronics. So pick the application you want and do that one activity. As a variation, take one moment at a time Maybe you don't know how to make it through the day, but you can make it through the next hour or the next five minutes even. Focus on a manageable period of time, re-upping your commitment to cope in healthy ways. The V in improve stands for vacation. And of course, vacation means you're taking a break from your crisis or the other stressors of your life. Breaks need to be planned Schedule a walk in the park, 
an afternoon or evening of your favorite show, or five minutes of quiet time to breathe, reflect, or even just stare at the wall. Give yourself a break whenever you need to refresh and rejuvenate. The E in improve stands for encouragement. Encouragement is needed to get through tough times in life. What you say to yourself will influence what you feel. Coach, cheerlead, and affirm yourself with self-talk. Take this time to write down five to ten statements that you can practice when the chips are down. A few examples to get you going. You could write down, I got this. You could write down, all crises pass. You could write down, my skills will get me through this. Or create one of your own. So that is the skill called improve. And if you add this to mindfulness and the skill accepts that I talked about previously, you can decide in, in, in your moment of crisis which tool you want to grab and use at the time. And if you're jotting all this down in a notebook, you're going to have a lot to work with. And this is a huge deck of cards. And there are a huge, there is a huge like toolbox full of DBT tools that we're going to go through. So we'll let our guitar player do a quick little solo here. (laughs) Maybe it's a good time to take a quick break, huh? Let's take a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. My dog says hello. He's barking. <laughs> okay, so the next the next skill is a diary card. And why do a diary card? Why do a journal entry? Same thing, basically. So, um... Let me just let this dog out. Okay. (laughs) All right. The diary card is monitoring what's important. So the core concept of the diary card is an essential tool to build awareness and skill use. DBT uses diary cards to track anything that is important to your well-being, treatment, and the process of change, as well as the skills that you practice. In many ways, the diary card is like an abbreviated journal that guides your progress, and it provides a wealth of information that allows your therapist to support you and set priorities for your time and session together. 
Some DBT therapists and programs will use a standard diary card that monitors issues common to DBT clients, and other therapists and programs create specialized diary cards for particular client populations, you know, like the difference between children, adolescents, people with chronic pain, uh, people with massive anxiety, or, or even just for each individual client to, to match their personality. So examples of a standard, di standard diary card and a blank one for you to customize are included in this section of the workbook that I have. And if I have sent you a workbook, this one that I'm looking at now is different. If you'd like copies of that, let me know and I will get it to you ASAP, okay? The standard diary card usually tracks three key areas of concern for DBT clients. It urges, urges to act on suicide or self-harming, urges to act on uh, therapy interfering behaviors. They're called TIBs. For therapy interfering behaviors, um, that's when you skip your session because you don't feel like doing therapy or you're telling your therapist, oh no, that's not going to work. I'm not going to try that. You're interfering with your own therapy process and that's something, that's something you definitely need to explore with your therapist and figure out why you're resisting um, making your life better. Why, how does it benefit you to not make your life better? So that's something to explore if you're engaging in that. Um, urges toward suicidal behavior relate to any action that could or would result in your death. Or urges toward self-injury relate to any non-lethal action that causes harm or tissue damage. And urges toward therapy interfering behaviors relate to any action that interrupts or otherwise interferes with having the effective course of treatment. Common therapy interfering behavior includes being late or absent from appointments, avoiding talking about relevant issues, violating boundaries in relationships, and not following skill plans. In addition to tracking these things, people with substance abuse or other addictions will typically track urges to engage in drinking or using drugs or binge eating or um, engaging in starving yourself, um, purging, etc., to round out the diary card, there's a space to list the skills that you practice. There's a space to write down the feelings and a space to record your gratefulness. Some therapists and programs will also have clients monitor their treatment goals and objectives on the diary card. Diary cards are typically completed every day, preferably at the same time, with information from the previous 24 hours from the time it is filled out. Most people spend 5 to 15 minutes to thoughtfully complete the card. Forgetting to fill it out or choosing not to would be considered a therapy-interfering behavior. Some people might feel overwhelmed when they first learn about the diary card. They may initially struggle to complete it. So if that happens for you, just please stick with it. It will get easier. It's, it's hard to build a new habit sometimes, but getting into the habit of doing this is very good for your therapeutic process. It's creating self-discipline and over time it creates motivation. So you'll start to notice patterns in your emotions, your urges, and your symptoms. And this awareness makes you way more effective at using your skills. And you'll be able to validate your own emotions and re reinforce your own efforts 
and effective skill use, eventually seeing positive changes. When something is not improving or maybe getting worse, you can rally your resources and skills around addressing it. You and your therapist can quickly see what is happening and determine your priorities, which will better guide your session and make better use of your time together. So for the diary card instructions, fill out your diary card every day, do it thoughtfully, and share the card with your therapist at each session. For the energy section, use a scale of 10 to 0 and rate the range of your energy level or the, the rate of your average level of energy. So 0 to 10, 10 being the highest and 0 being the lowest. For the sleep section, note the total hours of sleep. Make a slash mark through the number if sleep was not restful or broken. For the eating section, Use why for yes for any efforts to eat healthy. If you did not make any efforts, use an N for the word no. For the exercise section, why for efforts to get moving and N if you didn't exercise. For other sections, track any other symptoms, urges, behaviors, or issues that are important to you and your treatment, the treatment plan you and your therapist have set up. Under each category, list the skills master skills list, and what you use to manage any urges or um, uncomfortable emotions that have come up. On the back side of the diary card, write down your feelings, your positive events, and what you are, for, what you are grateful for every day. Keep the diary cards. You can get three by five cards, you know, like mom used to write recipes on. Or if you want to do this in your notebook that you've started with this series, um, maybe you could draw a line through the middle of the notebook and uh, the page on each side, and that would give you four diary cards. And then you have them all together in one place, and you don't have to figure out how to carry around a bunch of index cards. Um, okay, determine, perhaps with the help of your therapist, what you need to do, and what to monitor on the diary card. You'll probably borrow from the categories that I have here as well and develop your own customized areas. It's recommended you follow the same principles and guidelines listed even if the content of your diary card is different. So on this diary card, it's a standard diary card. It has tabs for uh, medications, depression, anxiety, anger, suicidal ideation, self-injurious behaviors, uh, therapy interfering behaviors, your energy levels, your sleep, your food, exercise, and then there's two spots for other that you could fill in. And then uh, there's a block for skills for the day. So those go Monday through Sunday on this one. And then the back of the card has feelings, positive experiences, and gratefulness. So they did uh, four columns. The first one is the days of the week. Second one is feelings, then positive experiences, then gratefulness. And that's Monday through Sunday. Um, and if it would make it easier for you to have me send you a copy of these, go ahead and request it and I can send it to you.
Okay. <coughs> now let's go into the basics of behavior. So the core concept of the basics of behavior is to help you understand why you choose certain behaviors and how you can change ineffective behaviors. The principles of behaviorism are always happening around us, shaping our mind, our behaviors and other behaviors. When we understand some basics about behaviors and how they work, when they are able to change unhelpful behaviors and replace them with skills. This section will get you started, but because understanding behaviors can be complicated, you might want to do some of your own research and explore these concepts further with your therapist or in the DBT group. So the first one listed is reinforcement. And reinforcement, you know what that means, right? That's rewarding a behavior so it happens more often. There are two types of reinforcement. There are positive and there are negative reinforcements. Related to reinforcement, positive does not mean good and negative does not mean bad. Instead, positive means that something desirable is added following a behavior. And negative means that something aversive is removed following a behavior. Another way to think about it is that there are reinforcements that reward and reinforcements that relieve. So the reward is positive, the relief is negative. Here are some examples of positive reinforcement. A child is praised and taken to the park after cleaning his room. The praise and the park are both rewards. You feel accomplished after doing your workout. The sense of accomplishment rewards your workout efforts. You are paid for completing work. Money is a powerful reinforcer because it can be used for a variety of rewards. Here's an example of negative reinforcements. A person completes a task to stop another person from nagging at him or her. The removal of the nagging is a relief and it reinforces completing the task. Your buckle, you buckle your seatbelt to stop the car from beeping at you. Removing the annoying beep is a relief and promotes seatbelt buckling. You practice your skills instead of acting on a problem behavior, so you do not have to complete a behavior and solution analysis. The removal of the behavior and solution analysis is a relief, and it reinforces working on your skills. Of course, behaviors can receive both positive and negative reinforcements at the same time. Here's an example. A person abuses drugs because taking drugs feels good. They get positive reinforcement and reward. And it removes painful feelings, negative reinforcement relief. And withdrawal symptoms, negative reinforcement relief. Alternatively, a person avoids drug use and in time feels clear-headed, positive reinforcement reward, and does not suffer hangovers negative reinforcement relief. You practice your skills and receive recognition from the peers in your group. Positive reinforcement and reward. You're getting that validation. And you notice that painful emotions are becoming less intense. Negative reinforcement relief. Pretty cool how that works, right? Okay, the next, the next one on the list is punishment. Punishment is intended to decrease behaviors and similar to how reinforcement works, punishment can be positive or negative as well. 
With positive punishment, something aversive is added following a behavior. And with negative punishment, something desirable is removed following a behavior. So here's an example of a positive punishment. You break a dish and then you're scolded by your parents. The scolding is a punishment. You show up late for work and get written up by your boss. The write-up is a punishment. A person breaks the law and goes to jail. Being locked up is your punishment. Negative punishments. You mistreat a friend and you lose your friendship. Losing a desired relationship is the punishment. Your partner gives you the silent treatment after an argument. Losing desired company or companionship is your punishment. A child cannot stay overnight with a friend after speaking disrespectfully to his parent. Losing the desired activity is the punishment. Although punishment is a common response to unwanted behaviors, note that unfortunately effective behaviors can sometimes be punished as well. Punishment does come with three complicating problems. It does not teach something new and more effective in terms of behavior. Without replacement behaviors, people go back to doing the punished behavior in the absence of the punisher. It causes hostility in relationships, especially between the person being punished and the person doing the punishing. It causes emotional intensity that gets in the way of more effective behaviors. For these reasons, it is best to minimize punishing others and maximize teaching and reinforcing positive behaviors to replace and crowd out ineffective behaviors. So think about that in terms of negative self-talk and being your own bully. Um, Don't punish yourself for sure. And you definitely don't want to punish others that pushes them away and sabotages relationships. So the relationships that you want to have a better bond and more connection and a deeper emotional intimacy, avoid that punishment, start using reinforcers. So here's how to use those reinforcers. The best way to get a new behavior to stick is to continuously reinforce it until it is is, is totally established. That means reinforcing it every time it is performed Here's an example. You receive recognition and praise every time you practice a new skill or you praise yourself. A child gets a star every time he or she completes a homework assignment. The star itself may be sufficient reinforcement, or the child may may be able to save up a certain number of stars to cash in on a big reinforcement, such as a play date with a friend or a special outing with a parent. Continuous reinforcement is not necessary once the behavior is established, but periodic reinforcement remains important to maintain the behavior. A powerful reinforcement schedule called intermittent reinforcement is often used to maintain desirable behaviors. With intermittent reinforcement, a behavior is rewarded only occasionally in an unpredictable manner, at least to the person receiving the reinforcement. Intermittent reinforcement is how slot machines work. The unpredictable payoffs keep people feeding money into those machines forever. It is important to remember that sometimes ineffective behavior remains because others unwittingly reinforce it on an intermittent schedule. For example, a parent gives in to tantrum behavior ever so often 
so the child continues to use tantrums to get their way. A person intimidates other people, and some people acquiesce to the behavior, therefore reinforcing it. Always be careful what you reinforce. Shaping behaviors. Shaping means reinforcing steps toward a goal behavior. This behavioral technique is especially helpful when a goal behavior is too big of a jump and needs to be developed gradually. And this is going to be the case with most of you. Um, you can't expect yourself to jump into DBT and be an expert. It's, it's going to take time. It's going to take some shaping and some reinforcement on your part and through the group and with your therapist. Um, so here's an example of shaping behaviors. Someone is afraid to complete a shopping trip at the grocery store. First, the person goes to the store to get one easily found item. Next, the person goes to the store to purchase three items. Through successive steps, the person is eventually able to complete an entire shopping trip successfully. Reinforcement is provided at each successful step. A person who is inactive goes for a five-minute walk, then a ten-minute walk, and so on, until the person can walk continuously for about an hour. Again, each successful step is rewarded. So let's stop on that note. That, that was a lot to take in. So remember, with your rights, you have responsibilities. And it doesn't matter if the other person is not respectful and um, acknowledging your boundaries and your rights. You still need to be respectful and acknowledge their boundaries and rights. Um, and maybe spend a little less time with that type of people, those types of people. Um, so remember, with responsibilities, you have rights. Remember to improve your situation. I hope everybody wrote down what improve stands for and that you'll practice that this week. And then start those diary cards. And like I said, if you want copies, let me know. I'll get them out to you. And thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for DBT5. And if you find this helpful, please subscribe to the channel. Share it with a friend. And I will be back soon.